Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss judgment. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. You know what I really like? What? Besides everything about you is that when in our intro, you can always tell that you're smiling or half laughing. Have you noticed that when it's your line for how to be human intro? Well, a trick I was taught many moons ago when I was an assistant and I was working in production is I was struggling because people were so mean to me, you know, on the phone. Yeah. And this guy I worked with was like, smile when you're on the phone with them, it'll change your voice. And I was like, interesting. And so then true. when I went into producing and would do VOs and stuff, occasionally they would have me come in for people to do VO, which I don't think I have like a particularly sexy voice or anything. No, I'm kidding. But you have a great voice. Thank you. Well, people think we sound exactly the same. Okay, so so fine, you. I'll take the compliment. Yeah. So we both do. Because you sound like me. I think yeah. And so I learned like all these like, random things, but a big thing they were like is a way you can like change your voice, obviously, is just is smiling. Like it's such an easy way that I found I get stage fright and I get really self-conscious. So that little trick helped me like forget I was like talking on a mic or being watched or whatever. And I enjoy it too because I feel like it makes me seem like a person and not a robot. And I think it's hard sometimes when you're being recorded, you know, not to go in that creepy version of yourself. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I mean, don't you? I mean, God, the first few like recorded readings I ever did or like on Instagram when I was like trying to build my business and would like sometimes do like a reading for the collective it's like who is holding her hostage (laughs) and making her do this I'm so uncomfortable and self-conscious and like trying to be something else and like this is a reading for the collective it's so painful I have to see if I can dig those up just for giggles. Uh, So we're talking about judgment today. Yeah. Speaking of judging myself, we're talking judgment. I also have so much to say about the tarot card. Same. Yeah, I figured. So I'm curious to hear the thoughts. Yeah, I'll give you. I got that deaf deaf for you. The ability to make considered decisions or come to sensible conclusions. An error of judgment. Two. A misfortune or calamity. I love that they use the word calamity. Me too. Viewed as a divine punishment, which the crash had been a judgment on the parents for wickedness. Who came up with these examples? I'm sorry. Can you read that example again? Yes. And this is from Oxford Languages. A misfortune or calamity viewed as a divine punishment. The example, the crash had been a judgment on the parents for wickedness. Oh, my God. That's real bad. Like, come on, y'all. I'm judging that. I'm judging your example. The first thing that came to mind when I read that was, I don't know about you, but one, I think of judgment as being really negative. And I'll get into that later. But also the judgment card in tarot and for all the people who don't listen, we'll let you know where we are in tarot talking about this. Judgment is the second to last major arcana 
And it's a big card. You know, we're coming to the end of the Major Arcana. So it's a really big spiritual culmination or I would say it's a hard card, but it's inherently positive and it's a, a reward somewhat, I would say. But I struggled so much to understand the energy of it. Oh, my God. Same. Because it is kind of positive. It's so much about, you know, surrendering your self-doubt, surrendering your self-judgment. It's all these things in order Rebirth, to birth, like your spiritual, your yeah, purpose. It's stepping yeah. into your higher purpose, essentially. It's like, you know, it's stepping into your like kind of life's work, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But it's a reward. It's a big thing. So when I read the second definition about like misfortune viewed as divine punishment or a collapse. I was like, oh, yeah, that sort of sums up. I don't know about you, but like all my clients, all my students, I don't know if you've taught tarot. I don't know that about you. I don't know that about you. I teach it individually. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I figured. You, yeah. Everybody's really struggled with judgment. So I was curious. Everybody's always like freaked out by it when I yeah. it. They're like, oh, God, I'm being judged. I'm exact. Like, oh. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> This is it. I'm here. Yeah. This is yeah. the judgment day. And people are always like, oh, and I'm like, no, I'm like, it's good to see. And I feel like, and judgment reversed is interesting because really what's funny is like when I first started getting into tarot and I had like no idea I had sort of set something into motion, I kept pulling judgment reversed. Mm -hmm. And I think about judgment reversed a lot of like, when you know you have to do something, but don't know why you're like, I have no idea. And I was like, I don't know why I'm taking this, you know, I'm doing this mentorship with Lindsay Mack. Like I have no idea why as a television producer, I'm, I'm spending all this money to learn tarot. Like I have no idea why I'm doing this. Right. I just know I'm supposed to, you know? And during that process, I pulled judgment reverse almost every single day. And it wasn't till later when I was like looking at my journals and stuff and was like, oh my God, like that's so exactly how judgment reverse plays out. Like you make a decision, you have no idea what's going to unfold from it. So I was curious, like, did you have resistance to understanding the energy of judgment? And do you think it's because it is the most incorrectly named tarot card in the arcana? <laughs> I mean, it took me a long time. And I, you know, I don't know if this used to happen to you, but when I was younger, sometimes I'd find myself reading something for school and then I'd be like, well, I'm on chapter seven and I have no fucking idea what just happened. <laughs> like, yes. Time to start over. So with the judgment card in the first, you know, definitely year, I would have to like sit with the definition over and over and over again. But I couldn't understand the name either. And I think there's so much, I mean, I think it's good. I, I now think of it as kind of this, I'm not into religion, obviously, but this moment of this higher power, like looking down on you and being like, you're good. Like, this is great. <laughs> you're, you're good. You're, you're, don't worry, man. Everything's going great. Like you're aligning with it. Yeah, this is all good. But upside down, <laughs> I think of a lot of it as kind of, not necessarily ignoring, but not understanding the call. And mm. so I feel like for a long time, judgment would show up for me in my life as not 
really wanting to hear what my intuition was saying or what the signs I was getting were saying. And, and not in a negative way, I just wasn't ready to, to really understand them. But I do think it has a lot to do with the inner critic as well when that's very strong in us. So I understand why people are a little bit scared of it or they're just, they're unsure of what's on the other side of it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, anytime you're sort of being invited to step into a void is like not exactly what most of us like to do. You know, it's scary. What I was going to say is I think people are also a little bit, and I feel the same way, they don't really want to sit with how they are judgmental. Yes. And so when that card comes up, I think it's a big old, let's talk about your judgments. Let's talk about how you judge other people, even though that's not what the card is about. No, thank you. (laughs) I'm going to politely decline. (laughs) I would like to RSVP. No. (laughs) So I think that's a lot too. And I think that happened for me at the beginning where I'm like, "Mm, okay, but it's not what the card is about. However, I think it's helpful that it sparks that in us because we do need to talk about our judgment and also how we judge ourselves and others. Well, I think it's kind of, yeah. And I think that it's a good card that brings up what are the ways in which you limit yourself? You know, like what are the ways you say you're not good enough for something? Like you're saying the inner critic and things like that, because I mean, we can say this, that, and the other about anyone outside of us, but nine times out of 10, the call is coming from inside the house. You know, like it's us, unfortunately, you know, like this is outside of systemic forms of oppression. I mean, just literally like more often than not, it's us getting in the way of our dreams, which I think can be really difficult to understand, you know. It is these different forms of judgment. So I was looking for quotes because I was just curious, you know, like, what did people have to say? And I loved that Albert Camus said, people hasten to judge in order not to be judged themselves. True, true. And then I loved what Herman Hess said, who wrote Siddhartha, it is not for me to judge another man's life. I must judge. I must choose. I must spurn purely for myself, for myself alone. Mm. Yes. And then I was kind of looking at the differences between judgment, judgmental criticism and stuff. And I found on the Every Girl's com why making judgments <laughs> is bad for your mental health the every girl making unhelpful and overly critical comments is not only a manifestation of our own insecurities and self-esteem but it can make our own insecurities and self-esteem even worse mm-hmm. research shows that being judgmental of others can negatively affect your self-esteem more than any outside force a hundred percent agree which I do too and I found it really interesting because my mom is incredibly critical and she's worked on it. She's way better now, but that's still the person I grew up with. It was very critical. And I used to say in therapy all the time, well, I don't want to be judgmental. I don't want to be judgmental. I don't want to be judgmental before being like, you know, this dude did this really terrible thing. Should I break up with him? But I don't want to be judgmental, you know? And finally, my therapist was like, what is with you not wanting to be judgmental? What is this resistance to judgment? 
And I was like, well, it's not good, you know, and like, it's mean. And she's like, no, it's a method of discernment. It's a way we make decisions. It's a way in a tool to keep ourselves safe. We got to get you to have a healthy relationship with judgment. And that was really difficult for me to learn the difference kind of between judgment and judgmental. Mm -hmm. It's a huge difference. My parents were the same way. I think they've both worked on it a lot as well. But I wonder if it's that generation. It's kind of a generational thing too. But I, I was hyper aware of it and it made me really uncomfortable. And I was always trying to find the complete opposite because I was like, why do you care what that person is doing? It's just, what does that matter? You know, or, and I've said this, my dad was a TV critic. So one time he was like, I don't know that I like that you called me that. I'm like, that was your title, dude. (laughs) Like you were a TV critic, but he would say these things about these people He'd be like, oh, that guy's an asshole. And I'm like, the guy you've never met before? (laughs) (laughs) The man you have no relationship with? How can you be so sure by watching him on television (laughs) that he is an asshole? But I think as a culture, sorry, Pops, as a culture, we've gotten so comfortable criticizing people that we don't fucking know. Or that we do. Yes. Celebrities or the woman down the street or whoever. And it's just unbelievable to me how much that is really actually we foster that in community quote, you know, where with women, it's like, let's get together and talk a bunch of shit. I was lucky enough not to be in a group of girlfriends like that, but I will never forget. I was with one of my dear friends in the city when I lived there and I met her girlfriends for the first time from home And she's like, yeah, they're always texting under the table about each other. And I was like, what? Aren't they best friends? (laughs) You know, you can just not be friends. Yeah. You know, you could just not come to this dinner, right? What did (laughs) we mean? So, but the anxiety I saw from her and the way they interacted, it was like I was at the zoo. I couldn't, I've never been around women like that. And I was blown away by the anxiety it produced but also the posturing right they were being someone that they weren't or they were you know testing the waters or whatever and it just seems so fucking uncomfortable yeah I mean I'm lazy which is funny there's a new book that's come out about like you're not actually lazy and I was like I might need to read that (laughs) but I might be too lazy (laughs) yeah but I might be too lazy I mean god the amount of books like if if you don't you are the least lazy person well it's kind of true I mean I should quit saying I need to rebrand but that seems like a lot of work you could just like not be friends with those people. I don't know about you, but I hear, and we should probably do an episode. I think we have one coming up about relationships or friendships. I can't remember. Yeah. But we yeah. should maybe do one on old friends because I don't oh, know about God, I'm you. Not, I'm not ready for it. <laughs> I mean, at this point I do. I mean, I do have old friendships, but I mean, I've weeded out a lot of them because I was like, I'm always kind of like, you know, the clue that, you know, you're dating someone you probably shouldn't be is when you have to be like, listen, he's a really good guy. But and then you have to like (laughs) give all the like disclaimers. It's like I feel that way sometimes about like old friends. And I'm like, what 
is it about us that is just like gives this meaning to like I've known the it's like do we think that we'll like forget our childhood do we think I mean I've moved around and a lot so real close to home right now Anna <laughs> alert alert <laughs> but I'm just like it seems like a lot of work without a lot of return. But I was curious because I think being judgmental is at a all time high thanks to the pandemic and and social media. Yeah. Yes. Do you have judgment triggers? I feel like I have judgment triggers. I mean, definitely about like vaccination. Uh I'm like uh, huge. politics, vaccination, yeah. racism, spiritual, spiritual bypassing, racism, ignorance that is chosen, you know? Yes. Yeah. Okay. People who are know-it-alls, bossy people. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of judgment triggers and I feel it. My child is bad drivers. There's a good one. Trucks, people who drive in trucks. <laughs> My kid has been incredibly helpful because he sits in the back seat, obviously, in his car seat. And when we're driving, sometimes we'll say something not meaning to, but, yeah. uh, you know, I do. And he's like, it's okay, mom. And I'm like, oh, shit. You're right. It is okay, honey. It is okay that that guy has, you know, a bumper sticker that says, fuck Biden. That's fine. Sure. I'll let it go. I don't need to meet it. That's been a struggle for me is to not gobble up all of that feeling because I feel it in my body when I start to become judgmental of and I'm triggered in that way I feel like it's a fear thing for me it's not oh I wish I was that because sometimes I do think we judge other people because you know if we want what they have or it's kind of a jealousy thing or whatever. for sure for sure yeah but in this way I think it's a fear thing for me most of my triggers are fear based and things that make me feel unsafe, right? I don't feel safe around people who don't believe in science. I don't feel safe around people who don't, who have like really aggressive bumper stickers. I don't feel safe, et cetera. So I do have triggers. I w wanted to ask you why you think women specifically are taught to connect through being judgmental of others and themselves. Well, I think it relates back to traditionally women's value was the way they looked so that they were a prize and therefore I mean we were regarded as property so I think we're still trying to get rid of that that it doesn't matter if someone is hotter or like that we don't always have to have this yardstick out that we're not in competition you know, or I mean, like, if that's how you want to roll, that's your prerogative. But no judgment. We don't. Yeah, no judgment. But also, like, that's not what I want to participate in, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think it is that women are really sold this idea. I see this a lot with my mom as, as I try to, like, tackle some of her fat phobia. And, you know, it's so hard for her to divest from, like, you know, thinness, meaning she's better because I mean, that's really what she's hitched her wagon to. Is your mom thin? Yeah. Okay. And it gives her a feeling she feels safe in that, you know, cause it gives her a sense of superiority. So a lot of the women we're talking about, you know, of our peers, it really became clear to me the more I got into feminism, how 
much work is still to be done, you know, that I just kind of thought like our moms had gotten farther. And I'm not like, I mean, I'm not saying it in a way of like, oh, I thought they did more, you know, I just feel really ignorant, you know, like I just didn't really realize. And I did grow up in a very like kind of traditional of like, you know, my mom was a housewife, like technically, but, you know, she had a million side hustles. <laughs> but my dad was like very much like the executive kind of, you know, husband. And but she was very much like an accessory to him, you know, mm-hmm. and I just like knew very early on that I was not interested in that. So like I also, I guess, haven't really surrounded myself with women invested in that either. However, in New York, because dating is a nightmare here, I think it really triggers women to be like, "Uh oh, like if I buy into this, if I buy into like, I am a whole complete person without a partner, if I buy into like, I can be my full self and find someone who will love me, like, am I going to get screwed? And it's like, well, what does that mean? You know, that you won't have a husband and two kids in like a three bedroom apartment. Like, what does that mean? You know what I mean? But I think a lot of that is about worth. It's like figuring out in your friend group where you fall. Yeah. And what your value is, you know, rather than reminding yourself at any time, you can define your worth. (laughs) You can do that from inside, you know, and then you can tell the world, you know, like this is the price of admission to be in my life, you know, versus being like, okay, well, at least I'm not like as ugly as her, but I'm definitely not as pretty as her. I mean, like there are women having those conversations in their friend groups or in their head about their group. I know it's terrifying and sad. And, you know, I went to a bar class. There's four people. Thanks to upstate. I don't have to be in like crowded places, but I was like, I just need to leave the house (laughs) and masked and vaxxed and all that. But anyway, we were at this bar class and there were four of us and the woman next to me who happened to be named Nina also. That's funny. She was definitely younger than me and I haven't been to a group class in a long time. And I generally despise them, even though I love teaching them. I don't love being in them a lot because of the competition because of the looking and because of the, you know, mirrors and all of that stuff. So I was like, fuck it. I'm here. I'm just going to be in the zone. And after she came up to me and was like, you're so strong. And I was like, that is a, real motherfucking chick right there. Like I have not come into contact with a stranger. That's a woman who's as confident as that in a long time, which is sad. I mean, again, I don't leave my house, but it's nice to say those things to people, right? Yeah. And notice other people. It doesn't take anything away from her. And I'm still thinking about it. It was a couple of days ago and it really was so kind. And I was like, I am strong. And, And I didn't need her to tell me that, but it made me feel connected in a way where I was like, oh, maybe all hope is not lost with the with female friends. And it's nice to feel seen, you know, and I think it's nice for someone to like, I like it when people reflect something back to me, I guess that I care about. And I think you care about being, you know, viewed as strong. So like, yeah, it's nice, you know, it was nice. Do you feel that you have things in your life that people have consistently judged you for. Oh my God. I'm going to just put the blanket over my head. now. <laughs> well, I have yeah. one question that I'm curious about. Oh, I know what you're going to ask. I think, but go ahead. 
What do you think I'm going to This is nothing. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to cheat. Don't be, don't cheat. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you're still breastfeeding and I'm oh. curious. Oh, wow. I didn't think that was what you were going to say. Yeah. Like I'm curious. Cause I think that's something that people can be judgy about. Just used it to get out of jury duty. <laughs> So suck it. <laughs> that's so, that's really funny. It's like, can't leave my kids still breastfeeding. I just like, don't understand yeah. why people like, would you give a shit? I mean, I've heard it and I'm curious how real is it versus it's something that's like a plot point on a TV show. Mm, people do that to women all the time. Well, that's true. Can you say, can't win in any regard no. about breastfeeding. I feel no. like that specifically. No. And here's the thing. I, say this often I wear a lot of stern emotion on my face it's true people don't often fuck with me to my <laughs> face <laughs> yeah I could <laughs> see that I, I think that I give a very clear message of I'm not to be fucked with to my face now I don't want you talking behind my back either but I definitely don't invite criticism. I'm not saying that women do, but I think that sometimes when we're out and kind of, there's just a body language sometimes to, you know, oh, should I be doing this? Or, oh, uh, is this, and I get it because people are very judgmental or friends around or relatives, but I try to make it crystal that I'm not asking for your opinion. Yep. Unless I'm asking for your motherfucking opinion. I was going to say, I don't know that it's like you're talking behind your back or whatever. I'm sure they do. I mean, just because that's human beings. However, I do think you draw a really clear energetic boundary of kind of like what's up for discussion and what isn't. Like, I feel clear in about it. I mean, but also, like I said, I'm lazy that I'm just like, cool. You know, like, that's what I find really interesting about people sometimes with judgment. Not to say I'm not judgmental or judging people all the time. I am. But it's interesting to me that like these things, it took me a while to realize how much to in my family, it's weaponized that my mom would be like, you know, I didn't tell you sometimes when I was going down to Atlanta because like, I didn't want to hear your judgment. And I'm like, is it judgment during Ooh. a pandemic? Listen, my mom was the horniest for COVID. She was constantly <laughs> trying to get it. And I'm like, maybe you goblin. It's not just that I don't want you to get COVID, but it's also that I have one parent already dead that I'm a little weird about my living one you horny for respiratory death woman maybe I care maybe I care you crazy yeah. person yeah but she was like yeah I mean I quit telling you because you were like really judgmental and I was like cool I'm so glad we're lying and discussing that we're lying to each other cool that seems like progress that's a really good point weaponized yeah mm -hmm. I hear you I feel you that it was like interesting to me, like reading the definitions and seeing like, aside from, you know, being, you know, smited by God, that there isn't really like a negative connotation with judgment. It's like, that's where humans go wrong. Like, it's this thing that we were like allowed to make like decisions with, you know, in a way that we were a process. It was a process given to us by our brains, you know, to try to make decisions with. And then we went and we're like, how can we be total nightmares? Like, how can we be mean to people and make them think what they're doing is incorrect? You know, then yeah. I just I'm like, that's so interesting to me. But I feel like I've always been judged about kind of being a little bit not a tattletale, but I've always called it like, 
you know, kind of being a truth teller and being like, hello, like, can we be in reality? You know, that that's been something that I felt really judged about because it's something that's always I was trying to explain, you know, not just to my mom, but to my brother as well, like, you know, like fat phobia. And I said to my brother, I was like, you're fat phobic, too. And he's like, that really hurts. And I was like, you were raised in the same home I was like, you will have internalized it. Like, we all contain these things. And I'm yeah, I mean, I think I had to work to dismantle it, Mm -hmm. to be honest, you know, and I had to understand that my weight doesn't determine my value. Like I had to see what that judgment was. But I think for me that dismantling or looking at my fat phobia and realizing how often when someone's talking about someone else's body or food choices or lifestyle, like they're really telling you how they feel about themselves. And they're telling you the monologue, I guess, if it's in your own head, they're telling you the monologue in their head, you know, like they're telling you. And my brother was like, what do you mean? I said, well, for example, when I arrived here today, you said like, you look good. You've lost some weight. I said, really? You said that because you wanted me to compliment you on your weight loss. And he was like, uh, maybe. So, I mean, which I guess is kind of like everything. I mean, everything we're saying is kind of like to be like, you know, no, enough about you, more about me, you know. (laughs) But I do find that interesting so often is like whenever we're judging, it's really information about ourselves. It's really telling what we're insecure about or afraid of or where we're critical to ourselves or whatever. And I think that's part of what makes us super uncomfortable. I do too. And I think that if we could admit to ourselves or forget admitting to ourselves, look at the fact that being judgmental and judgment or having good judgment or having a judgment about someone as in, yeah, that person, something doesn't feel right. We were just at the art sculpture park and there was a woman, older woman and a man. And this woman just kept like looking at Milo. And I was like, I know he's cute, but this is freaking me out. And then she was like, hi. And I'm like, hi. And we kept walking. And then she came back around was like, do you, hi. And I'm like, all right, lady now. And then Milo, shit you not two minutes later was like mommy i'm i feel a little scared and i was like yeah we're in the middle of fucking nowhere and there's a couple sculptures and a creepy lady like let's head back toward the building and the people so yeah it wasn't like i was looking at her saying listing off all the things that i thought were wrong with her i had a judgment and intuitive hit that this lady was not someone i wanted to get near with my kid and we didn't. Right. But Mm -hmm. when we are being judgmental and criticizing people, it is 1000% about an internal issue that we're having. Period. End of sentence. The information you were receiving is this woman makes me uncomfortable, you know, and which is fair. Like we don't always like whatever, you know, but if you had been like that woman's a freak, you know, like that to totally. me is like, you know, it's when we're creating the narrative and just 
have we ever done a third definition? I don't think we have, but but I'm going to give the definition of judgmental just because we're throwing it around a lot. And so the first is of or concerning the use of judgment. But then the key one that we're really talking about is having or displaying an excessively critical point of view. Mm. And I love that the example there was, I don't like to sound judgmental, but it was a big mistake. <laughs> I, I actually looked it up and saw that one. It was like, oh my God, that sounds like my, did my mother write that? That's like, yeah. <laughs> you say, my mom would be like, oh, that's a bummer. But like, what did you do? <laughs> and, you know, I do think that something, I think because I'm used to that. And also I think, cause I used to have a lot of self doubt, you know, about was I right or whatever that. I would be really judgmental versus just using my judgment and going like, I don't think that person's good for me or I don't think that situation is good for me. You know, I called it building a case, you know, and I would be like, okay, let me build the case of like why this person or this thing or whatever is bad. And inevitably it starts making me find the ways that I'm bad, you know, or I do think it becomes this black cloud and you and I are like very anti-toxic positivity. We're not loving and lighting our issues away. We don't think anything, any, I could probably use some more of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I do think it's like something like, I don't want to tell anybody like, don't be judgmental because just saying don't, anything doesn't work. Just don't eat carbs and don't be judgmental and everything will be okay. Listen, have you tried yoga? Have you tried not eating pizza or wine, drinking wine? Like everything is just like different when you're No, because I love myself. (laughs) Yeah, no (laughs) wine or pizza. It sounds like. I'm going to hang out with Nina and I sent ahead of me 800. Hundred bottles of wine. So Which that's one, how we one run. is featuring Snoop Dogg, by the way. And every <laughs> time I walk through the kitchen, I see Snoop Dogg. And oh my God, Milo today was like, Mommy, who is that? I was like, Oh, that's Snoop Dogg. He's like, Why is his name Snoop Dogg? I was like, Dude. And then I just kept singing Snoop Dogg. <laughs> but one thing you said to me in my, do you remember when you did a reading for me? Yes. Do you remember what you said? Not really, because I have, you know, reading amnesia. Yeah, Sam. You said something that it's going to make me really uncomfortable to talk about. So I figured I would talk about Ooh. it. You talked a lot about my body in the reading and not you. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But yeah. you said you were talking about how it's an issue for other people. Yeah, I do remember that. And I, I was, like, like, I was like, I'm I feel like my pits are sweating a little bit. No one has ever said it to me in that way. So clearly. And it wasn't like I felt confronted by it, but I just wasn't expecting it. And I think I've said this before when I, you know, would lead retreats sometimes. And I I never say this out loud because it sounds really douchey, but I would have a lot of women who would just not like me when they saw me. And yeah, I, felt I believe that. It. And I would spend time not pretending, but just like, it's okay. Like I'm not. I'm not that bitch, you know, whoever she is or whoever you think I am. But it was very interesting to me that not, you know, the majority, but a lot of women didn't want to like me. It seemed or or felt like they had to cut me down in some way or ask questions that were, you know, meant to be to cut me down or, you know, question yeah. my credibility. I wonder if we were doing the whole like she might. Nina's very hot for those who don't know. And- <laughs> 
<laughs> I wonder if they were doing the like, she might be hot, but I bet she's dumb. Kinda. Like, I feel like women do a lot of that. Like, you might be blah, but you're not blah. You know, like, yeah. Trying to figure out, like. Thanks for saying I'm hot. I appreciate that. You are. Kind. I think you're yeah. hot, too. I think, we're, I think we're hot for each other. But it's true. I have felt that for a long time, which, again, I don't say because. And my mom said that to me a couple times. I used to think she was not being serious about it. Not that she was taunting me or anything, but she would be like, it must be hard sometimes. And I'm like what? She's like, to be pretty. And I'm like, that's a weird, this is a weird conversation. I don't want to have this conversation. It is weird. And it made me feel, didn't even want to say that, you know? Yeah. And, but I've experienced many times that, you know, with women where it makes me feel weird and it sucks, but you know, there are worse problems to have, obviously, but it it does make it hard to, I think, forge connections with women. Emily... Radikowski, Imrata, yeah. who, yeah. Well, she wrote, a, I'll send I, it to you. Her book, I know. Her book is very interesting, but she wrote a fascinating, well, one, her essay about like basically buying her body back. I is saw that. It was powerful. So, it was. And then a black Muslim, maybe queer woman wrote a piece in Gawker, I think. It was either Gawker or Jezebel, I can't remember, sort of talking read another essay of hers and reflecting about how like having uh, knowing full well, you're not the beauty ideal, what that, you know, and reacting to hearing someone who is the beauty ideals experience, you know, and hearing like, Oh, we kind of had similar problems was in the sense. No, not at oh. all. It was like, I didn't, well, she's like, I read it thinking like I was going to be like, Oh, you know, like beautiful girl problem, you know? Yeah. And she's like, I was shocked. I like connected with it much more than I expected. And I do think, I don't want to brag like I might not be as thin as Nina but I'm deaf as pretty <laughs> and but it's a thing you know it is a thing that people do project they do judge they do it's been hard for me to really learn and internalize that there is a group of people out there that have a hard time being happy for other people especially Especially if they have something they want. And so if you prize thinness over anything, of course, I'm going to like be looking. I'm on if I'm judgmental, if I'm judging myself, if I'm going on this retreat and thinking I'm going to like in a week reboot my whole life from by doing yoga daily. Of course, I'm going to project that onto you. There's just no way that I'm not going to think you're this skinny bitch who has what I want, you know, even though you've paid to be taught by this person, which is also what's really weird. What do you think the healing is or like a healing bomb for being judgmental? I mean, just love yourself. If you could just like (laughs) meditate on that. (laughs) I think it's asking yourself, like when you find yourself being judgmental. So years and years and years ago, when I was like really angry, really critical and just being 
horrible to myself. And yet I was so frustrated. I couldn't shift anything in my life, you know? And I was like, you know, which is like, think about like, like, what is happening here. I'm, I know. I'm like, what I'm the fucking, fuck? Like, I'm you fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like no one really wants to help me or be around me. They're like, oh, cool. This like snarling mess. Yes, please. You know, why is everything bad? Why is everyone bad? And no one's around, you know, I was like, yeah, because you're so cool to be around. Oh, and oh. so I started practicing loving kindness meditation or meta m-e-t-t-a meditation and it really helps you know what yeah I, I mean i hate to recommend meditation because i feel like it's it's become so cliche at this point but if you even just read about it and read about like what really a loving kindness you know practice is that building more compassion into my day-to-day -day life and just how i operated changed a lot for me and it also helped me look at when i was being really judgmental or when i wasn't using my judgment when i was trying to be like radically non-judgmental and really that meant no boundaries and allowing someone to do something i probably shouldn't practicing that compassion and loving kindness helped me kind of go, whoa, 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 whoa. What is going on here? Why am I having this whole conversation in my head about how like this woman's a dumb bitch? Is it just because I'm like jealous that she's really pretty? You know, why am I being like, I just don't want to be judgmental. I just don't want to be judgmental about this person's behavior. Like, is there something making me uncomfortable? Knowing that like, you're not bad for being judgmental. You're reacting to something. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do the inquiry, that's when you're maybe becoming an asshole, you know? So if you can figure out the way to stop yourself when it fires, to build in that inquiry and go, whoa, 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 what's going on here? You'll just, I mean, more than anything, yes, it'll make you a better person out in the world, but more than anything, you will feel so much better. Yeah, I agree. Do you like Brandy Carlisle? I do. I love her voice. I just, sometimes I listen to her and I just kind of think of my mom and I don't know. Anyway, there, there's a, in a good way. There's a quote <laughs> for all that time on the road. You two, <laughs> I've driven a total of 10 miles in the past, like three weeks. I mean, uh, three days. No, I don't know if that's true, but at least two miles. I've been driving a lot. Okay. And I finally figured out how to hook up my Bluetooth. Makes me laugh. You should, because I'm like, oh, <laughs> me in the open road. I'm like literally going to Pilates down the street. <laughs> whatever you don't even drive so sure. anyway one of the songs that just came on recently was there's a line where she says was I a blessing to everyone I meet or I met or something like that and that's a good one for me to remember when I go out in the world because you can go out in the world I know I can with a chip on my shoulder ready to judge and it's because I'm defensive and I'm defensive of my space. You know, I want to feel safe and I want to feel like good and I can relax. And, and so sometimes I find myself just kind of puffing up my chest. And that's when I become judgmental, when I think somebody's like up in my shit out in the world. But this was an interesting kind of healing balm for me of could I just go out and expect the best from people and try to see that and in myself and then maybe things will be a little bit easier and not as stressful and start there. Yeah. I mean, my therapist always says the goal of therapy is for us to feel safe inside of ourselves and to know no matter what happens, we'll be okay. And I think in death. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the show's over. We're yeah. fine. Like all the shit you're worried about doesn't matter anymore. 
I think though, like exactly what you're saying about those defenses, like when you feel that stuff, you know, when you feel that, you know, you're building the case or you're making the case why that person just to kind of go, none of that's happened yet. Like, I'm okay. I will take care of myself. I'll, if I need to remove myself from the situation, I will. If a scary lady is licking her chops at your child, you're going to go towards the building. I just think of the big bad wolf. Yeah. She was like, hi. Yeah. (laughs) It was pretty bizarre. I'm not going to lie. So in closing, in closing, what's one judgment you've turned around? Ooh. When were you wrong? (laughs) I think judging people who want kind of like very normal lives, to be honest. Mm. I think I was defensive about my own life and choices. And that was a way for me of countering people being like, oh, my God, you're still single. You know, that I was really judgmental about people who like either married or had kids or whatever, kind of young, you know, like, yeah, but were very settled in their lives. You know, I think I was really judgmental for a long time about that. And did you feel a difference when you let that go? Definitely. Yeah. I think also, too, it helped me with my relationships with people. I mean, I'm sure some of my friends would be like, yeah, you're a real asshole at times. But it really helped me realize it was about me, you know, that it was like me making my peace with my decisions. Yeah. It was never about them all along. Mm. Isn't that the lesson? Well, we, we hope you enjoyed our chats. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who keeps DMing. And listening and telling friends, we cannot tell you enough how much we appreciate you. And if you want more of us, you can always get a two-week free trial. Yeah, Unity.com. Come hang out with us at soulunity.com. And also, it's true. could I ask you guys to leave a review because it really helps. It really does. I mean, that's the thing that gets impressed upon us all the time. So now you understand why every podcast you listen to is like, please. Yeah. Come on. I'm really asking. I'm asking. We're really asking. (laughs) No judgment. (laughs) If you don't. But if you you don't, (laughs) no judgment. All right. Until next time. Bye. That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.